Let's get it. It's time for another episode of the I'll Have a Cup podcast. What's up, you guys? I'm your girl, Coach Key, your style and feel good provider. And I'm your girl, Ree, your fave everyday woman living a confident life in style. You know what time it is. So go on ahead and grab your cup. Because we're here to fill you up on all things life, style, and everything, everything in between. <laughs> Happy new week. How are you feeling, sis? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I cannot complain. I think I'm still in recovery mode after all of my festivities. After your B-Day festivity. That, everything is just like in slow-mo for me this week, but I'm rolling with it. Hey, sometimes you need to slow down. Slow yeah. down. So I am feeling that for sure. I love that. Work been okay this week? Work is actually really good. I cannot complain. My name is is ringing bells out in these streets. Yay, um, that's good news. So I got my hand in a couple of different projects and um, it's a good feeling to know that you're adding value. You know, my previous team, I didn't really feel that confident in that. They just like honing in and stepping up where I need to. So it's been a good week so far. I can't complain. How about you? A good work week for me as well. Let's dive into, shall we tap into the topic of the week? This week we're tapping into, whew, this is a touchy one, baby. Oh, Lord. Okay. Two of us. Colorism. You cute for a dark skin girl. Ooh. If I had a penny. Is that a compliment? It definitely isn't. Backhanded. (laughs) You hear hear somebody start saying, you cute. You feel good for a Dawson girl. You start frowning like, like, excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse the fuck out of me. And it was so normal to say that more back in the day. It was was definitely a thing to say. Do you think we kind of allowed it? In a way? Um, Unconsciously? Yeah, because it was the norm. It was the norm. I think, like, I'll be honest. Back then, you used to think that was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Bitten, but now, I wish a ninja would. Well, like ain't no ninja, ninja checking me no way, Henny. So, I think that they <laughs> are more uh, conscious. I would say, I would hope that they're more conscious of of not saying anything crazy like that. I think they actually show it through their actions more than anything. You're, if I'm walking, and it, it's happened to me, I've walked like in a lounge with a light skinned female, and you just kind of see who they gear towards. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean. I guess back in the day thing too was like the preference was light-skinned women. It's a fact. It is definitely a fact. I wanted to touch on colorism because it was definitely a topic. I spoke about it in our last episode. Housewives of Potomac, but they spoke about colorism and it just made me think like, dang, let's dive into that. I think it'll be, um, it's always a touchy subject, but it's something that needs, that needs to be talked about, right? Yeah, I think especially coming from us, I feel like, you know, we are two dark skin, or brown skin, at least, women. Um, I think now you realize that there are people that are a whole lot more deeper complected than I, like, than I am. But growing up, you do feel like, or you were treated like kind of, you know, like you were the darkest person that anybody has ever seen at times. Not, you know, so, yeah. I think it'll be a unique perspective. 
So colorism actually has its own definition and it says that it is a form of discrimination typically within a racial or ethnic group favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. So that is the official, if you will, definition of what colorism is. What do you think? It happens every day. Fortunately, it's still a topic of discussion because it, it definitely still occurs. We see it on TV. Within our crowds, I mean, I feel like I experienced it literally last night. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so, like, literally? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, you know, I like to, I like to go out. So I got invited out and long story short, the woman that I was with, my homegirl that I was with, she was invited to something with a, I think I want to say she was a Spanish young lady, but we'll dive in deeper into like, you know, the Afro-Latinas and things like that. But what I already noticed, she was just like really implementing on dress sexy. The, the code is dress sexy. I'm like, girl, it's a Wednesday night. It's a school night. I'm like, why do we have to dress so sexy Working. to this place? Yeah. I thought to myself, I said, man, she is probably like doing some promoting for this spot and just trying to have bodies. Long behold, we get to the venue. That's exactly what it is. But you also have to pay attention to the type of females that are there. Light skin. And and when I say light skin, I, I mean, that's a Hispanic female as well, you know, with a specific body type, specific look that they're looking for. It's an image. Done like the party promotion stuff when I lived in New York. So my girlfriend and I, were the two dark-skinned women there. And she literally texted me making a joke. She was like, they probably looking at us like, look at the darkies. Do you see how we... So she did she te- in the midst of you all being at the event, it was kind of, you know, on the or her and I are texting because we're okay. like, we're at the section. They invite us to the section, but there's a difference of being in the section and vibing with everyone rather than just being there and no one's really okay. connecting with you. So okay. then you paying attention to just what the crowd is doing. This guy is like recording, you know, on the gram recording, but you see all the lighter girls getting all the love. And then I noticed at one point, like he was like refilling champagne glasses, which which we got the first round, but you ain't look over here. Question. Yeah. Do you feel, okay, so you said it was Spanish where the guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also spent, do you feel like it was a cultural, like they didn't type of vibe or do you <laughs> genuinely believe, I'm asking, cause I'm just. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a little bit of both because okay. I do have that side of being Afro-Latina. Like I know even growing up, like if we refer to like, cause Spanish people would say Americans do this, that, and the third, even in the Afro-Latina culture, you have the lighter Hispanics versus the darker Hispanics. And this is what the lighter girls do, but this is what the black Afro-Latina girls do. So in this instance, what I'm taking from it, that they were all Spanish. You know, there were a couple black girls, but they weren't our complexion. We were the two dark-skinned women in that section. Were were they treating the lighter-skinned black girls differently than you two as well? They were more on the in crowd. I would say like they, they definitely, I would say think, I think they knew each other. Again, when you have like those type of environments where people are like promoting, they just want girls to look good, to come sexy and boom, we're gonna put you in a section and just look like you're having a good time for promotion purposes. Okay. So you could you could tell like, yeah, they're here, but they're not really connected, but look at the, the similarities and the type of chicks that they're bringing. You know, so for me, I'm like, I'm cool. I, I've been around these type of situations. At this point, I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, because I, I don't, it's, it's not a good feeling to be in that type of situation where, you know, you don't, you don't roll like that. 
but that literally was my 24 hours ago. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah, it, that, speaking, it's real. Speaking of that, though, so we're talking about lighter skinned women. We're talking about colorism. To me, colorism has defined it's, it is basically oppressing almost the people of darker skin complexion. But a lot of times when you see people, I'll say, or whoever it is making the argument about colorism, there will be a light skinned girl. I feel like inevitably every single damn time who comes in and chimes in and is like, well, I experienced it, you know, from the opposite, like the reverse. So do you, do you agree with that perspective? You know how they, they, they I think about like reverse racism, hmm. think that there is reverse colorism. Cause you know, people are like, there ain't no such thing as no damn reverse racism, racism. You are oppressing a specific mm-hmm. group of people based on the color of their skin. You're discriminating against them. Do you feel like that is reverse colorism, or do you just feel like, in a sense, you're almost trying to steal that that struggle from us? And and maybe you were just being bullied because, or or it was just hate. Let me know. I feel like, I guess the same in the same token when we try to tell white people to own their privilege, light skinned people should take some accountability too, because. If you're not, if you're living in today's world and you don't understand if you if you cannot see how you as a lighter person are treated differently versus a dark skinned person, it, it's kind of like alarming to me on how you cannot be aware of the difference because it's it's clear as day how some people will if we want to refer to guys how guys will come up and talk to you, leader dark skinned friends over there like act like you're not even around like I have seen this clear as day in life and I'm like. So you don't think that's an issue? Mm-hmm. Are you ignoring it or do you choose not to like take that accountability? Because once you take that accountability, it's, it doesn't make you any less than, it's just you being aware of the difference of what we, I would say, have been brainwashed with. Because this is going back to way back before our time of just how they are treated differently. This, that, and the third one, even back in the day, there would be like light-skinned dudes that ain't cute, you know, the person is sorry, God, but they just not cute, but because they like skin. Everybody want them. Everybody want them. And it usually, I'm not going to say usually, that's a, that's a strong word, but I think it happens that way with females as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, in, in, especially in friend groups, I don't know about you, but I had friend groups where, you know, I definitely was darker than some of the girls in the friend group. They always got, you know, like you said, they kind of got that attention first, but I think sometimes, and I'm not saying this for all, and I don't, because I'm, I'm not one of those people, but personality also, even back then when I was younger, I think it still played a major role. And I had personality. So mm-hmm. like, it didn't matter. Like for me, it was like, I never, I'm not going to say I never felt slighted or felt a type of way, because I think I definitely did. But I do think that I had, I was confident back then. And so it was like, I kind of knew Girl, my person, like, as soon as she opens her mouth, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you have those friends that it's like, yeah, like, that are almost like the trophy wife, if you will. Like, they mm. look so good, but there's not a lot of substance. They don't have a lot of meat there that kind of made my antennas go up. Cause you said that this, like, go, like, we were, we've kind of been conditioned to see, like, through this lens of light versus dark. And it just, I think historically, mm-hmm. you think back to slave times you had the light skin you know the lighter you were 
you know, you're probably going to be in the house and you, the dark skinned people were outside in them fields picking that, you know, picking cotton or whatever, what have you. And I do think that you, that they gained in my mind, a superiority complex because of that, because that's what, that's what white people were trying to do back then. That's how you, you were dividing our race. And so when people don't acknowledge that, like that takes me, like I'm, that like takes me aback when people don't acknowledge like that was a thing do you think that people just once you know we were freed people forgot you know what i mean that 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 was a part of the mentality and not to go off subject too much but i think about that a lot too when it comes to like spankings and like whipping your kids Mm. and how black people like not again not all because there are definitely white people that still spank their kids and don't conscious parent and gentle parent and all of that but I remember growing up and I would hear like people talking about they get whippings and all of this. And it's like, do y'all remember? Like that is trauma. Like that's trauma that we passed down because that's how we were treated way back then. And that's mm-hmm. how you were disciplined. That's how you, that's how we knew how to do those things. And so to think that that, oh, that that, that didn't come from that. Like this is just how you get kids in, you know, to beat to mind and all of this. Mm-hmm. No, that's a mentality that we've passed down. So to think that colorism, like you said, isn't, it's ba- it is it is truly baffling to me that people are just like that. They don't acknowledge that level of privilege that they have over uh, the us in the community that are darker skin. Speaking of programming, you made a great point. What came to my mind is think about before social media time, we had movies and there were a lot, there's a lot of slavery movies out there and and TV shows. And they're also, you know, they're bringing light to history, but they're also showing us, of course, what it was, but that's a sense of programming because we do see that. We did see that in the movies, you know, the lighter slaves were in the house, the darker slaves was outside picking cotton and you don't know what someone really latches onto, mm-hmm. you know, and in what perspective they actually, how they take that. I truly believe that there are some, you know, no offense, but I, I, there are some like some people that may feel superior, that feel like you can't tell them anything because of that, you know? And just as much as, and I could be going off, but just as much as when Trump was in office and we really saw racism to a whole nother level, how many people really came out of that shell and really showed us who they truly were, I think that that's why that point of being accountable of that lighter privilege is so important because it just shows like, okay, so you know that we're not tripping, right? You know that every dark skinned person is not out here just talking shit for nothing. Like when you could really, when you experience a discriminative moment in your life, anything, a racist moment in your life, like you can't tell me I'm tripping. A thousand percent agree with that. I I definitely agree with that perspective And, and thinking of old movies and stuff like that. Like you said, my mom's favorite movie to this day is a movie called Imitation of Life. Mm. And I, don't know if you, I don't know if y'all have ever seen that. I don't know, uh, you know, but if you haven't, it is a great movie to check out because this it's about a woman and it makes me think of like almost Jim Crow era, like mm-hmm. because it was like you're you're trying to pass for white. White is right. You know, the lighter you are. So they were trying to pass. That's men and women. But in this particular movie, the mother... I I know the mother is like a slave. Like she's like, she's either a slave or she's like working in, in like working for this white family, if you will. But it's in an era where 
you know, black, you, the blacker you are, stay to the back, mm -hmm. the, you know, the lighter you are, you up into the front. Well, she had a daughter and I believe it was with a white man and her daughter came out lighter complected. Like she, like she literally could pass for white. And so she grows up and basically kind of denounces her mom. Like she's like, tries to separate herself from her mom and truly goes about her life trying to imitate and be a, a white woman. And her mom, I'm not going to, I won't spoil. Let me not spoil. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So let me just say spoiler alert. If you <laughs> haven't seen the movie and you want to watch this movie, I don't want to spoil it for you. So stop right here and uh, pick back up in a second. I just want to say that because I don't want to be ruining shit for nobody. But her mom dies. Her mom mm. dies at the end. And she's like, I think she's like out of town or something. And there's like this big, huge crowd of people that come like celebrate her mom. And she's like running through the crowd, like boohoo crying broke down because she's mistreated her mom all this time and was really trying to just like pass for white. Like, this isn't my mother. Like, I think she was trying to marry a white man who was maybe rich. But it's like, like the only movie that will make my mom cry is Imitation oh. of Life. And like, it is, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm one of those people though that cries I am too. Be like, Lord, I'm just, I'm just such a sap. Like, I just, I be in tears, y'all. I am the person. Listen, if it's no matter what the movie is, I'm over here broke down. <laughs> like, you teary eyed? Yeah, it's a yeah. Girl, be so up. But imitation of life, it makes imitation me of life. Um, okay. of of just mm -hmm. that, like that whole, the, like you said, um, what we've been conditioned to believe. Like, she's like, to the point that you're like to the point that you are denouncing your mom or not publicly like her mom tried to find her and you know and she was just like I don't know who this woman is and like get away from it, it I mean it was very off-putting and so this whole movie you like you pretty much grow a disgust for the daughter you know and the mom is kind of understanding like she's she like she gets it you know what I'm saying and so for when her mom dies you're just like what the like now you want to come run into the like no girl you the mm -hmm. time the ship has sailed so yeah it's an older movie and I think at one point it was in black and white they may have done a colored version but the black and white version Henny will get you together we'll get you together I'm looking at I'm looking it up right now I, I can see I, I'm like you know research look research key y'all y'all <laughs> <laughs> You know, you we don't want to lose something. George behind the <laughs> Curious Georgia over there. You know what? Because it also made me think of, um, I was also looking for a movie of, there's an old film where a white woman actually changes her skin um, to be black. And I was trying to find the title. Look, is that her? That lady? Remember that lady? And no one knew she was really white. And she was living in a black neighborhood and everything. And I was like, so what I Google, y'all gonna laugh. This shit is funny because as you were saying this, I Googled <laughs> the old movie where the white woman plays as a black woman <laughs> and then imitation of light pops up. <laughs> Tells you I'm on point though. Look at me. Facts. Facts. Not that I, I can't think of it, but I was, it's, it's, I think they made it into like a documentary. She wanted to like experiment what it was to be a black woman Everybody and literally- but you said it's older, so it's not the 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 chick Rachel. What's her name? Rachel. What was that lady's name that recently? I mean, it's not like recent in the last couple mm -hmm. of years, but it's been a, like five or so years ago. The white lady who we all found like she was portraying herself as black. Oh, I not her, 
Not her. This Did you know who I'm talking about? That yes. was she had the red hair. Yes, and she was yes. wearing braids and all of this. And her parents finally came out and was like, look, she this, whole thing is, this whole thing is a lie. She white as hell. Girl. Oh, if, if I can find the title, it's going to hit me. But yeah, there's a movie where, where she actually did an experiment just to see what it was to be black. That's insane. It, it, it's, I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole of, you know, that brings out color, um, cultural appropriation, like all of these different things, I feel like falls under the realm of colorism. Mm-hmm. You know, because some races want to be another race. You want to see what it is to be black. Like, sometimes it's mind blowing to me. It like, it's mind blowing to me. But look, black is beautiful, but to be black comes with a lot. It does it come with, with a lot. lot. But I always say I would not want to change being black. Facts. Um, for any other race. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Look, facts. It's but I, I don't want to be nothing else. We are such a beautiful culture and you know at times you we I do just wish that we could move past the things that are like I feel like holding us back as a people Mm -hmm. because like you said I don't think anyone likes to say it anymore because now everybody's like oh you don't want to get canceled but everybody knows that everybody knows the light-skinned girl or guy that we're talking about that has that superiority that feels like whether it's consciously or subconsciously they move like I know I'm better than th- than them, and so I think to to acknowledge that, like you said, it's just very important because it makes us feel seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do you think we go by it, go about it wrong when we make jokes of it as black people in the community? Because that's that's always that's like some nigga think he cute. Oh, you you know, is that wrong? Catch a wedding. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. <laughs> it's like I feel like black like that's so. Also, a part of our culture, like yeah. we're gonna joke, we're gonna ride your ass out. You gonna be it, DJ? Look, Charlamagne gonna call DJ Envy a waffle color Negro. <laughs> like, and we're gonna chuckle, but I do think like everything is shifting so much that like, like I said, a couple of weeks, like there's so much you feel like you can't say because you're trying to not get can't, you know, depending on what you're doing. So I don't know. I don't like I personally I feel like I, I can I understand a joke I think again intent who you hanging around and things like that but do I think that things can go too far I definitely think that people mm-hmm. but that's just anything people can take things too far I'll, I'll, I'll say that as far as the people that what do you mean by that like by the people that are joking around and the mm, jokes okay. go too far. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, it's like at a certain point you're hurting. Like you, if you're really trying to hurt someone and vicious, viciously and maliciously tear somebody down, that for me is different than, than we're just all sitting around joking. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking in my head, I ain't going to make too, I ain't cracking on too many jokes about a, a person who's darker complected than me. Cause I don't want them to have, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a part of somebody having a complex or feeling a type of way and taking away, like taking that feeling back. And I know that I'm the cause of it. So Mm. I don't necessarily, like, I don't really joke with my friends like that. And I don't, my friends don't joke with me like that, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I haven't laughed at a joke that is around. Right. I'm going to be fake and phony. No, I feel that. I think, especially at this age, we sh- we sh- quote unquote shouldn't be making jokes like that. But I just definitely remember as a kid, 
again, it was common. You crack jokes and it was more, you like it because she light skin or she got good hair or this, that, and the third. It's crazy. Hair. Oh my God, you know what I saw today? That could be a whole other topic. <sighs> yes, please. Let's pin that. Um, I don't know how I was watching, you know, America's Next Top Model, of course. Uh-huh. I didn't know that it was really heightened during the pandemic that people started because people was watching so much TV that people like started talking about America's Next Top Model on TikTok about how the challenges that Tyra used to have, how messed up they were. One of the challenges that she held was the girls changing their ethnicity. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't even know. And I was a stan of that show, but it's so long ago. I'm mean, yeah. that was like into high school, you know, first starting going to college for me. So that was a long time ago. But I used to watch that show fucking faithfully. Same. But I will say she did some of them people, she did some of them girls wrong. Like, <laughs> just when you look back, just in period. Just the like, spider episode, it was traumatized with the spiders. Yeah, like um, some of that shit was just wrong. Like, you know, ain't nobody about to do this. And Janice Dickinson, she came back, they interviewed her. She said, I did nothing wrong. I'm like, Janice, you was the bully out of all of the bullies on this damn show. She was like the Simon, like, Cowell of America's Next Time Model, but, like, on a whole nother level than Simon Cowell. (laughs) And he's rough, you know? So just, like, looking back at how things were not, again, things were normalized. This is a way of life. This is the things that we say and do to each other. But when you look back at it now, Gen Z ain't playing that shit. Gen Z is pointing out and picking out everything, honey. That's why we can't be saying too much. But thinking of America's Next Top Model, it reminds me of even that type of stuff back in the day, like sororities and things like that. Y'all know I'm in a sorority. Um, Shout out to all my Deltas out there. Shout out, shout out. Shout out to all my Deltas out (laughs) there. But, and and I'm, look, y'all can Google the sorority if you want to, but like back in the day, sororities like you had they had brown paper bag tests and things like that and that shit is crazy and it's not just that was not let me also say this because i like to look i done said i'm greek now that wasn't just a sorority or fraternity thing that was like the culture like if you went out to certain clubs back then they would literally have a brown paper bag like posted up by the door um and, and this in the realm of sororities i'm sure it was more of a you just going to be in a single file line and walk by. And honey, if you were darker than the black, the brown paper bag, honey, it was on to the oh next one, honey. And, or you couldn't enter clubs and things like that. And you can literally Google that. Google the brown paper bag test. Again, I'm sure a sorority's name will pop up. But like, that was a real thing. And so I remember grandmother was born in like 1925. And my grandmother is actually um, an AKA. So she, we're, you know, different sororities. And I remember like her just telling me about different things that, you know, these are things that, you know, I heard growing up and, 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 you know, but my grandmother was darker than me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know at what point those, I think in like, I think I, when I did some research, it was like in 1928, there were some letters that were written to address these types of behaviors going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was on campuses or just like, or or where, you know, she was born in 1925. So by the time she became an AKA, she would, you know, that was probably 18, 20 years later. Yeah. Like it was a real thing is all I'm saying. And I just remember when, when I heard about all of that, I was just like, I will never be in. Okay. And now, obviously, times have changed. Yeah. 
they're not still doing those types of practices anymore. But it's just crazy to think about like those types of things were happening. Mm. You were literally getting denied opportunities or denied entrance into a club or access into different venues and things like that purely based on the color of your skin. So for us to pretend again, like colorism isn't a thing, mm-hmm, it's, just mm-hmm. wild. it's wild. It's in history. <laughs> like, And my heart goes out to the young women out there or I mean, even older women that struggle with loving their complexion, that, that, that love on their darker skin because of what the world thinks, because of what the world says is considered pretty versus not pretty. That type of, I've, I don't, I know for sure I didn't grow up with that. I guess that mindset of like, I didn't love my complexion. My mom is darker than me. And I mean, from the day I've seen her, she's always been confident and like, it, you know, exuded that to us. But not everyone has the same story, right? So sometimes, again, we don't know who's listening. And I just love to say like, love on your skin, your dark, pretty skin. You are who you are for a reason. Because the world is is it's wicked out here when it's ready. And to, I always say it's one thing to like be black, but when you feel it, depending on what the issue is or what's going on, like in today's world, you shouldn't even feel like that. But sometimes you may just come across that instance. That's a different feeling. Like that's an uncomfortable feeling, you know? So that, this, this whole like article, another one I'm going to read, that's crazy. I've never heard of that. Like just imagine walking up to the club, putting your arm next to a brown paper bag. And knowing that you can't go in. Oh my God. Do you know? Like, I mean, and we look in today's time, honey, we get mad over the scent. Look, they trying to turn you away for actual things. Like, <laughs> there's a dress code tonight. You can't wear tennis shoes. Things is going off. Okay. Good night. You got Tim's on. You can't come in. <laughs> you, can't come in. you got on a white tee. You out of here. Like, Wow. People will go out and now imagine they had a brown paper bag up at the club and you trying to get in. It'll it's be like, a shootout every night. <laughs> All the shit would be shut clink, down. Clink. Cause that people would come. You said you tell me I can't come in. Like somebody about being on the shade brown paper room, bag. Being there quick. Oh my, it's insane. Like that was I was wow. just like, that's it was a real thing. And like it was a real thing. So y'all ain't gonna play us like that wasn't a real thing. Y'all was right. sitting in there having a good ass time and we couldn't even get in this damn club. You ever felt like you've I know we 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 talk about like black people talk about their ancestors a lot, but just thinking of all that they went through. If you were to go to have you I was about to ask you, have you ever seen Underground? I um, have. You did? I have. <laughs> expensive i was like oprah you could afford it oprah she said it was too that was the real reason i never yeah. knew why it didn't come back i just knew it didn't come back the that old was network was gonna pick show. it up but they said it was just way too expensive to actually shoot and i'm like what this phenomenal show is gone that show was amazing. have you noticed the good shows that talk about black history what's the other one love lovecraft did you ever watch Lovecraft? I didn't watch Lovecraft. I did oh not watch God. that. That was another amazing show. That's- I wonder if that's on anything streaming that I could go back and watch. I may have to look into HBO. it. HBO. I, 
I have to look mm-hmm. into that. I have to stream that because that um, that was something I think I did want to watch and never got around to. But I did mm-hmm. watch Underground. I did watch Underground. That was a show. I I, I forgot what I was going to completely ask that had me laughing. Just thinking about if you were to take yourself back in that time, or if you like, not even like you know they the things that we missed out on. There's so much that we haven't seen. We've seen, but there's still so much more that we uh, haven't experienced. Have you ever thought about that? Has that like come to your mind? Like, what if? I do think about the what if, but honey, I'm an empath. And so it mm. really, I don't like going down that route because I'm not the one who is out here saying what I would have done. I would have, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. started a riot and I'm like, I, because you genuinely don't know what you would have done in that situation. It just, it's heartbreaking to me though, to like think that, our people had to go through all of those things. And then again, that we are still dealing with the aftermath of those things 400 some odd years late. Like we are still trying to break these like generational curses, if you will. And I think at times we don't realize that they're generational curses because some people just kind of push it off and like, oh, that was so long ago. But you have to really think about these people lived in servitude like for mm-hmm. years and, and it was generation after generation. And by the time you were freed, these were normalized things to you. So it's scary to think like that we are, that we're still dealing with all of this, but it's just, it's a fact. And like, mm-hmm. it, it, it kills me when people act like they can't eat, they don't see how though that life and life now equate like I'm just like are you do you live under a rock like do you think that we have come so far because Mm -hmm. I mean every beck and call we're being shown that we haven't come as far as we fucking think that we have like they're gonna let you know we haven't come as far as you think that we have and everybody's like we think the next generation will be the ones no but if you're breeding they're still breeding the generations of people to hate us like so they're bringing their kids up now, right day. now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. right now. So we can't pretend like that's not a thing. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a very good point. I don't I don't think there will ever be there's a there that one. Um, because again, like I said, there's when Trump came into office and we saw January sixth occur, oh. madness. Madness. So you cannot tell me racism is 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 gonna be here to the day god calls me home it's it's always gonna be here and, and colorism sucks. is gonna be right behind it and that's what and that's the hard truth and unless we can come together and like you said if we can sit down and have these kind of like open and honest conversations and, and put it out on the table but but it takes me back to my original comment when when these conversations come up and lighter and you have lighter skinned people that are like oh, well, you know, when I was in grade school, the, the black girl cut my hair or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have to think about that little black girl and how she's been, you know, like, oh, my hair, I don't have the good hair. I don't have the super long hair. I don't have the long, the pretty eyes. And and you feel those different little things as a little girl. Um, and, 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 and even if you have, and I had too, and I, I'm glad that you said you had a role model in your mom who was confident. My mom is lighter complexion than me. And my, and so is my dad. 
the brunt of my, I would say, bullying, and it really wasn't. It's just, I think it's sibling rivalry. Well, my siblings, because I had, my older brother's actually my complexion, but my little brother is lighter. Mm -hmm. And so my parents, I feel like, really did a good job of just making me confident. I always, one of the things that I like to say is, because, you know, in this princess culture, my dad didn't raise me like a princess. I, so when everybody's like, look, I'm looking for princess treatment and all of this. My dad raised me to honestly be a boss. Like, mm. and I don't mean that in no like cocky ass way. Mm-hmm. He just is like, get you like own your shit. Like mm-hmm. you, you are good enough. Like I had those types of parents. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I said, I was always confident enough. Like even mm-hmm. if I felt away internally and there were times where I was like, damn, she always get like the guys always hit on her and that, but you ain't going to see that though. I'm mm-hmm. not going to show you that because I knew, like I said, I have personality. Look, my personality going to come you through your every single time. Yeah. I'm going to use that as a strength. So, so yeah, I just, I love that you said that you had that role model. Um, Cause I think that's important too. I really do. I think like, and I, I don't know if you do this, but when I see little brown skin girls out, um, I always try to compliment, like compliment. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always like, I love your hair. I love, you know, your your skin is so pretty, like, or whatever, because those little things, they stick, like they stick with you for a lifetime. And so to know that you can be that for somebody else is just also a beautiful thing. Mm. That made me, that made me think of, you remember that video where the baby girl was getting her hair braided, little chocolate drop. And, and her hairstylist so- was talking to her and just like, <laughs> she said I'm ugly she was like no you not don't you and when she started crying and she just consoled her yes yes those words that she spoke to that baby is what I'm saying that little girl will never she will never forget that yep never it's it starts when they're young and I'm an older sibling like I'm 33 my sister's 17 and sometimes that age gap of course she is growing up with me not home. Mm-hmm. So I talk to her and I just tell her, you know, I'm watching her transitions in life. And I looked at her and I said, you look beautiful. You look gorgeous. Like, I want you to love yourself for who you Period. are and whoever that you're around. If you ever meet a guy that's gonna make you feel less than know that you are beautiful. And that's it. You know, like, like I, I refer back to my mom, like my mom is Afro-Latina, like she's Panamanian. So mm-hmm. both of my parents, I mean, growing up in a household of, it really, we didn't really talk about your dark skin. So this is how you have to move. It was just like, it's a normal way of life. Like it was, it was kind of just like, I think that's how I fell in love with fashion. It was more so presentation wise. Mm-hmm. When you leave out of this house, these are the things that you have to do to make yourself look good. And it, it makes you feel good at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom definitely just exuded that, like, no matter what. And she would just tell you, like, I don't care who has to say what. I'm dark skin. I'm gorgeous. What? I'm pulling up. But again, I've never really heard her talk about her complexion ever bothering her. And I wonder, I wonder if it, if it ever has, you know, sometimes I think that there's questions that we can still ask our parents on what their insecurities were and things like that. So maybe, maybe I'll pick her brain. It's a good conversation to have with your mom. I think, yeah. and, and me having a light, a lighter complected mom. Um, I had a darker skinned grandmother. My dad's mom was, she was darker than me. And I have an aunt and I always talk about my aunt is 
Like she's the auntie who I get my auntie vibes from. Like mm. all the rings and all of this is like, it literally comes from her. And she was darker skinned as well. And I had a darker skinned cousin. So like I said, there were women around me that were positioned in my life that I could look to, like you said, that they didn't talk about it, but they were themselves. Mm-hmm. They dressed to the nines. like. And so I saw that. And and again, I always say whether I knew I was taking though, taking like taking that in from them or I didn't, I think it spilled over onto me because even just being around people that are that confident with themselves, honey, couldn't tell girl. them. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I be like that now. Girl, okay. It just comes, it comes from within. Speaking of um, coming from a Latina mama, um, big ups to my Panamanians out there. Panamanians are real extra. Like if you from Panama, you gotta say pop pop pop. Like whenever you're driving by and you see a Panamanian oh, flag, what we gotta say pop 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 like that. <laughs> yeah. Can I do it too, or because I'm not Panamanian? Listen, we sisters, so yeah, you Panamanian now. You a part of the family. Come on now, Panamanians is cool with everybody, he man. In trouble. He gonna get me in trouble. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time we lived in Miami. I didn't lived everywhere. And um, this little Spanish girl would go outside and play with her. And I realized she wouldn't call me my name. She would call me Negrita. So, yeah. So, you know what Negrita means. <laughs> Yo, read, read y'all stay dropping. And she'd be like, Negrita, la, 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 Negrita. Hey, last week it was Keisha. This week is Negrita. They be playing with me, right? They be coming for Kiara, right? Yes. I don't like this shit. Okay, go ahead. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I can't make this shit up. This really be happening. So one day I told my mother, I said, Ma, she's not calling me by my name. She keeps calling me. And my mother's like, what she call you? I said, Negrita. She said, what? Where she at? What's <laughs> like, pull up. Oh, let me tell you, my mom, at the time, I'm not as tall. My mom is 5'11", sleek and slender. She puts on her shoes. She says, show me where she's at. So the little girl is like playing outside. Um, and again, my mom's first language is Spanish. She said, mira, ella, ella no me es no negrita, es Kiara. And <laughs> she said, don't you ever let nobody else call you outside your name. And I was like, that was like a gangster fucking moment and she looked at my mother with all the fear but from that day on hi Kiara hola Kiara you that, got that shit and you right damn now. well better okay let me Maybe tell you run up on you again with that belt no I'm just kidding <laughs> no but for like what the all that and even at that young of an age mm-hmm. so to that's another side though to be like oh we're you know it, like it's not taught like no that little girl was probably hearing that yeah. At home. Yep. And for the Spanish culture, nicknames are very big. You know, they... they nicknames like Negrita? Some, well, sometimes they say the first thing. And it's not saying like it's a good thing, but it could be a um, an offensive term. But I guess sometimes when you say it in Spanish, it doesn't... They kind of just like uh, bypass it. I don't know how to explain it. Like... Um, I said, oh, like there's some guys that are like, call them negro. Yeah, they're, they're like that because that's like normal. Negra or negro, like they'll just say that. Yes. And people really don't budge. It's just like kind of normal. It's the weirdest thing. But yeah, you can't go around in, in, in American, in English saying blackie. Hey, black no, girl. or darkie. Or... I mean, Spanish if you, you can get <laughs> Y'all, my jaw, I just picked it back mm-hmm. up off the floor. 
that shit is insane. Mm-hmm. That is a thing, girl. Um, one of the conversations that I recently came across was the conversation of Dominicans not feeling like they're black. That's a big, big conversation that, you know, Dominicans feel like they don't associate themselves with black. Like they are who they are. You know, they treat they're Dominican in their, in their, they're black. No, but I'm saying that's what they think. Yeah. They they don't feel like, yeah. They follow the, the kind of what you were saying earlier, your friend, you said that he feels like light skinned people are like in this Mm -hmm. thing of their own. Like they're their own race. They just have their, no. Treat, and you know, the racism in in, um, Haiti is so bad, the way that the Dominican people treat the Haiti people. Now, I went through and did some research, you know, because I don't speak to that, but I know there are, there's a spot in New York called Washington Heights. Mm -hmm. And I used to hear like stories of like, they could be racist. It's a predominantly Dominican area in New York. It's all the way uptown. And one day I went there because I was cool with a Dominican girl. And I was like, she was like, come with me. We're going to get like some tostones sandwiches. And I'm like, cool. I, in my mind, feel like I'm comfortable because I'm around people that look like me, but also speak Spanish. But baby, they looked at me like I have three heads. I mean, the guy at the bodega was darker than me and was looking at me like, what are you doing here? How did he know, though? He, because she was speaking in Spanish and he could see that I could understand. But again, many people are going to look at me and don't even think that both of my parents are both Hispanic. So he's now looking at me like I'm an American, like, okay, which I mean, I am. But again, I was raised in a Panamanian household and I will never forget that feeling I had where like people like walking down the street, just staring at me. God, Dominicans are your complexion. Dominicans are my complexion. Dominicans are your grandmother's complexion, my mother's complexion, and they don't think that they're black. And they really, so they, but they really just think we're Dominican. Like that is our, that can't be a thing. Like, don't call me black. I'm, I have no association with that. And it's the scariest thing that I just wanted to like, you know, I had to unravel that because there's so many different conversations, but in my mind, I'm like, what did y'all see growing up for y'all not to think that you're black, that you have no ounce of, I don't even want to say black, African-American or like in, inside or of is you. It a, or is it the fact that they've seen how black people in America are treated? And so mm. in their mind, I'm trying to, if we can figure out a way to separate ourselves from those people, I don't care if we're the same complexion, we need to do that. That's a great point. Even though, let me just say this, the white man is going to look at you the same way he going to look at me. So I I understand, I guess I would say, if that's where they're coming from. But I don't think that's going to help you. It's, it's what I, not over here. You look Wait. black, you black. Nobody, they don't, ain't caring about nothing else. And, it, and it's so disgusting how they can look down upon black people living by haiti okay like it is it, sometimes the world is just like yo we fucking dumb on dumb or stupid or stupid i don't know it's one look half a dozen on one and six on the other like i get it but i don't know so have you when you go i think you i know you've been to panama i think you mm-hmm, talked mm-hmm. about that when you go to panama is there like a di- like is the culture 
between lighter skin Afro-Latino women and dark? Like, is that a thing there or is that more of an Americanized thing? No, that's a thing within the Hispanic culture as well. Growing up, what I would hear is, you know, the lighter Spanish girls think they're better than the dark skin Spanish girls. And it kind of just, you know, it isn't as far as white people and black people. You're just, you're the Spanish girl with the nice coolie hair. And I may have, you know, quote unquote, the nappy hair because I'm the black dark skin girl. We speak the same language. Our first language is Spanish, but we're treated differently. You know, our body types are different. It's always, yeah, yeah, Blanca, yeah, Blanca, they, you know how they do, you know how they do over there, or the Negros over there, you know how they do. So there is so much segregation within the Hispanic culture in the South. And when you go there, there's Asian people there, they speak fluid Spanish. There's Indian Panamanian people. Yes. Like there are so many people that like, and, and it's crazy, like we can't come together and think, my goodness, we're, in, we're um, a beautiful culture. But again, that programming and that sense of segregating and the light versus dark, it still lives there to this day. And device, like it is, and it's crazy that it worked. Like, I mean, that system was built by them for us to be this way. And, and when I tell you the shit worked, like it's still working right now. So I don't know. It's just insane. I think you you hit the nail on the head for me um for them for you all to take away it's just to learn to love yourself um especially if you are a darker skin and if you are a lighter skin person out there like I said compliment you would be surprised just you telling a young little black girl and, and I know this is going to sound so weird but coming from someone who looks different from them to tell them how beautiful they are mm. how pretty their hair is like because then they know Oh, like they think that about me too. So it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not just all the dark skinned people telling me that I'm a pretty little girl just to have, cause yes. you, like you need that. And I don't think people want to admit that. I don't think I need that now, but as a kid, that could have changed so much of, of how I perceive the world of how, you know, and, and, and of course reality is going to slap you in the face at some point, but just to have that moment. It takes a strong person to do that that's willing to block out what society says because it goes back to, I think I said this in the last, in our last episode, when a person wants to unleash from that stereotypical, I guess, characteristics of themselves of, of some sort, and they don't know how to just be like, tell a little beautiful dark skin baby girl, you're gorgeous, because mm -hmm. the world sees me in this light, so how do I show different? By doing it by just simply doing it and like not caring what other people say, because I'm telling you, it's gonna make you feel better so much more than than what they get from you, but you're gonna feel like, oh, that wasn't a bad thing. I didn't have to treat this person negatively because of their skin color. I can just be nice to them. I really can like be human, be, be nice to people. Like you just Hi. never know, you never know. So I really hope this resonates with some folks to get to know people a little bit more and take accountability take accountability and let, let's just throw a little question in here i just feel like because we look we want a little more engagement mm -hmm. have you as our listeners ever dealt with colorism especially if you know or or as a lighter skinned person do you feel like there is a such thing as reverse colorism when it comes to being a lighter complexion person so yeah if you're hearing this right now we love you guys so much we hope you enjoyed this episode yes that was good. Okay. Re, 
What's spill your tea? What's going on? Okay, so yesterday was International Women's Day, and you know, we black women. So I just wanted to, did you celebrate? But you said you went out. I, I did celebrate. I went to an event. Mm -hmm. um, it was really awesome. Got connected with some bloggers. It was in light of International Women's Day. That's great. So I did. I went live yesterday um, to to do the work your wins on my Wednesday live. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was good. I feel like that nice. was me connecting with women because look, it was a Wednesday night, honey. My child had to go to school the next day. Look, we had things <laughs> going on. But that was my way to genuinely connect with women. And I think it was a great day. It was great. Love there was it. some really lovely posts and things like that out there. A lot of love on the gram. There was, was a beautiful. lot. I love that. And and so many different perspectives of how they were uh, showcasing for International Women's Day. So I really love that. Um, happy International Women's Day, even though it was yesterday. I'm st we, We're still celebrating. Look, we women. My mans. We gonna win. Mommy and in, them. We get in, gonna get into it. It gets in hot. So Chris Rock, my man Chris Rock. Y'all know I, I personally love me some Chris Rock. I'm just gonna go on hit and run on record and say that. But my man's is receiving backlash for his new Netflix comedy special, Selective Outrage. Have you watched it? I have not watched it, but I've heard a lot about the show so far. You heard a lot about the show so far. So let's let's see if some of these things are what you've heard so far, mm -hmm. which is probably about the last, what, five to 10, like five minutes of the show, to be quite honest. But the people are coming for him, honey. They are not here for his comedy. And I think <laughs> I touched on it last week or maybe the week before where I said, is comedy on it? Is stand-up comedy really on its way out? Like, are we trying to cancel stand-up comedy? So one of the things that that people did not like about what Chris Rock said is he called Jada Pinkett Smith out of her name. He called her a bitch. What are your thoughts on that? I just want to get, I just, I'm just, I'm just. One by one? Yes, let, let's, let's just see. What you, what you think? I, this is a very ironic situation when you really sit down and think about how crazy the world is. You wanted a response from the man at the timing that you wanted him to respond. He's still in shock. He got like nationally embarrassed. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. some traumatic shit. Mm -hmm. So now when he's ready to speak, of course he's, he, he has hurt. Of course he's gonna come at her, he you know? How can you, I, I, I'm not mad at it, but I'm not surprised that he was gonna say something already. I'm not surprised at it. I'm not surprised at it either. And I just think about my own family members. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, I think, and look, we as women, we use the word bitch. Mm -hmm. And you know that, you know what you're referencing when you're referencing somebody as a bitch. Mm -hmm. We be calling each other bitches. Like at the, so it's like, feel like the title of his show, like of the comedy special is exactly what we were getting after the damn comedy special is the selective outrage. I'm just like, what did y'all think he was going to call this woman? Like, her, her husband humiliated that man on national, like, on one of the grandest stages that there is. Like, so y'all going to be mad at that man for calling her a bitch? So he called her a bitch, honey. They were not here for that. Mm -hmm. He went on to say, and this kind of ties into a little bit of what we were talking about. So you'll have to let me know on this. He went on to say that he enjoys watching pretty much enjoys watching the movie emancipation <laughs> sorry because he gets to see will smith get whipped 
the people were not here for that comment either. But in my opinion, this is just me, and I want you to weigh in and on it as well. I feel like that was him just being a comedian. Yes. I, you know, like I think that was the comedic time. Like it was, it was his last joke of the special. So it's like, I don't know. What you. do you think? I'm with you with that one thousand percent. Like. I, I I just can't believe that people are like, I'm tired of talking about this, get over it. No, this is his time now. This mm -hmm. is his time to talk. Everybody wanted him to speak, but he wasn't ready. So now when it's time for him to come out, how, no, he's about to whip, boom, boom. He's about to come with the jabs because he's still like, that's some embarrassing shit. He's still probably still mad. And he has every right to be, because if that was anybody else, come on now. Oh, he big mad. Like, oh, um, like man. in the lot and like this, he was literally, I mean, he was like, so there's like a segment of the comedy special. And again, spoiler alert. Um, mm -hmm. It's not a huge spoiler, but if you are going to watch it and don't want to know, um, I would say chop right here and come back in a second. But he's like, it's a segment where he basically is calling Will Smith a bitch. So he starts off by calling. He's like, he was like, he's a bitch, but he's like snapping. He, he's like, a bitch you just like oh he's still like right. but as he should be you know what i'm saying he's not had a chance to i mean publicly at least kind of say like what's been going on and so he was like you know he, one of the jokes he said he was like people are like were you hurt were you hurt? he was like hell yeah i was hurt and you could feel like not just physically hurt like damn like yeah, emotionally like, like that hurt me like what the fuck he will have to he can literally go on youtube and see that he can always relive that moment that is embarrassing as fuck Forever. and the world is crazy i felt like when it had first happened they had they were supporting him and now a year later he's talking about it which he has every right to y'all want him to shut up y'all you don't appreciate what he's saying not anymore because oh, look, you didn't do it on our terms. You didn't speak up on it on our terms. Now the ship has sailed. Now you want to bring it back yep. up. But that's what trauma is. You like exactly it's trauma. Like he went through a traumatizing experience. And until you are in someone's shoes, you don't know what you're going to do. So did he call Jada Pinkett Smith a bitch? Yes. And I'm sure he meant it with his chest, you know, like, and I just feel like, what do y'all want from the man? So let's keep it a buck. They didn't even give that man an apology, a, a, a good apology, not, a good not even her. Cause I don't recall her apologizing at all. Well, let me, let me take it back. Should she apologize? This is me thinking out loud. Let me be rational. She doesn't have to apologize. Cause I guess again, his joke was harsh. Her, his joke was harsh. It was against her, but you see, do you feel my hesitation? <laughs> and I understand, and, and look, and and um, definitely I understand because she has alopecia, and I understand yeah. all those things. But I also like, I he's a comedian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is what I'm getting paid to do. Like, you know, and he's a goat at that. So we're thinking of like a Dave Chappelle. Like y'all try to come for Dave Chappelle. Y'all been trying to get this man canceled. And Dave Chappelle's like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I think as a comedian. A part of you, in order for you to stay true to yourself, you have to have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying you should literally just be, you know, really putting a, a group of people and all of these different things down. But I don't know. It, it's I get that it's a touchy subject. Same time, I think that we are also in control of our actions. And so mm -hmm. he made the joke that didn't give Will Smith the right, in my opinion, 
def- if you but say you defending your wife or not to walk up there and slap that man yeah that wasn't that wasn't right so I don't give him no pass. Look, Matt don't like Matt. Matt's like something been off with the f- fucking Smiths for the last twelve years, and he's just Word. like fuck them. Like he's like y'all would probably donate to Scientology before you donated to a black. Co-. I was just like, Lord, seriously, seriously. But, I see that. Yeah. I think there's a sprinkle of that cancel culture over top of just this subject because what you're saying is valid. Back in the day, comic view, just thinking of comedians, like this is what they do. And he actually, they they put reality and they freaking make jokes of it. When comedians used to talk about their own family members, like, come on. But again, in light of that situation, people are not trying to hear it. I think it's pretty whack. It is pretty whack. It's whack. That was look. That was enough tea to spill right there. Maybe. No, if you look, if you if you watch the Chris Rock special, let us know what your take on that was. And key, what you watching on these TV streets? Uh, I would love to do a quick follow up. Have you watched Harlem? Are you I have not up? finished. I have not caught okay, up okay. on Harlem, so I'm not completely caught up. Okay. So, I, so forgive me, but I okay. do think we can table that if you want, and we can talk because, like, I'm almost done. Okay, cool. All right, we'll circle back to that next week. In light of just something funny, because I felt like, you know, today's topic was, it's pretty serious. You know, it's it's, it's a serious topic. So I was like, let's find something funny. Recently, I was home and I like to browse different movies, different shows. And I heard about House Party coming out, the 2023 version. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and check out House Party. Is it a remade version? It's a remake. It's a okay. remake. It is a remake. So it's, I guess you're going to call it the LeBron James version because it's based off of, am I giving a spoiler alert too? You <laughs> might need to give a spoiler alert. Jacob Lattimore's in it. I love Jacob Lattimore. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, he's a great artist too. Girl, your face is lighting up like he your man. Because I love him. When your concert at Jacob Lattimore. Um, Kid Cuddy's in it. It's it's a lot of different cameos. DC Young Fly. But pretty much the synopsis is the guys are are doing a house party in LeBron James mansion. Okay. And it still holds into the classic house party. Like they have like the three guys that was like trying to fight kid and play. It's funny. But then you know how some of these these movies can just like go off yonders and you like, well, why would you ever do that? Towards the end of the film, I'm like, oh, no, they start talking about the Illuminati. And I was completely thrown off at that point. But poor Rotten Tomatoes gave them like a two. God. Was it okay? In your opinion, <laughs> let's be real. In my opinion, what would I give it out of like a one to ten? Let's just do five. They were not giving them a two out of ten. Key. Yeah, they right? were. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is like honestly, re out of a five, I would give it a th- a three and a half. <laughs> because because the beginning of the five, movie, though, that's not bad. So it just right. took a turn. It, it just, just took, took a, a turn that I don't feel like they should have even took that turn. It got weird. It got like drinking blood and shit. I was like, what, what is going on? Y'all didn't know what to do. How was that for the movie? Why nobody likes them people, everybody doing these damn remakes. 
saying you gotta stick to the full script, but look, we can't be going all the way. Who's drinking? Can't play when drinking a damn yeah, blue. It gets weird. I mean, it's it. They have like funny moments. If I was a weed smoker, I would probably smoke and watch it. You know, like it's just like some movies that are just pointless. Like it's just comedy. But I'll give it a three and a half. Give it a three and a half. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it because now you're gonna say that they're drinking blood. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like that's yeah. just weird. Yeah, Cuddy, it, that part is just like I'm. I'm not a big fan of the other half. And then LeBron James comes like, and Cuddy's in it. Like where King Cuddy been at? Exactly. He dies and comes comes back to life. Like exactly. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like why would y'all do that? <laughs> fuck the spoiler alert. The movie kind of crazy towards the end, y'all. <laughs> Also, I might have to knock it back down to the Rotten Tomatoes, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't even watch the damn movie. But I'm over here, like, confuzzled. Like, well, you what your head like, about? no, you know what? I'm done. Fuck this movie. We're going to recap on Harlem next week, y'all. <laughs> I ain't watching that shit. Oh, my God. <sighs> well... That's what I watched in these streets. Um, you be a judge. You go ahead and watch it if you want to. But I think I said enough. <laughs> said enough for me, honey. Yeah, <laughs> no. Lord, this oh. is good. Where can they find us, Ree? Where can y'all find us? You all can find us on Apple Podcasts. And Key informed me earlier. It is no longer Anchor. It is Spotify Podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Spotify podcast. So is it? So do I have to say Spotify now? Look, <laughs> we I guess yeah, just keeping it to Spotify. Okay, so it's Spotify and Apple yeah. Podcast. Thank you all for hanging out with us again. You can find us on your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. We love you guys so much. Leave us your feedback. You never know, something that you say may spark an idea, and your episode. Your idea, I should say, could be on our next episode. Mm -hmm. And that's it. 